Okay, we do appreciate each one out to service this morning. And uh, since Brother Swagger is not able to be here, uh, I'm going to fill in this morning. But trust that everyone had a good holiday, a good Thanksgiving, and being able to be with your families and just uh, have a good time. I think it's always good to come together. I always enjoy getting with our family. I always eat too much. I, I think I'm going to take out a small helpings and not be overly stuffed, but those helpings add up, and uh, I end up going away full again. But what a thing to be complaining about, huh? But it's good for everyone to be here. Uh, I want to talk again this morning about being thankful. I uh, hope you haven't put it all behind you, but I hope that uh, uh, we can bring some thoughts that make us uh, appreciate all the things that God has blessed us with. We are a blessed people, uh, uh, the nation that we live in and the freedoms that we enjoy, and uh, we've got a lot to be thankful for. There was a large dog uh, walked into a butcher shop carrying a purse in its mouth. The dog puts the purse down and sits in front of the meat case. And the butcher looks at it and says, What is it, boy? Uh, you want to buy some meat? Woof! The dog barks. Hmm, said the butcher. What kind of meat you want? Liver? Bacon? Steak? Woof! The dog barks again. And uh, how much steak you want? You want a half a pound? One pound? Woof! dog barked again. The amazed butcher looked at him and he got the meat and he wrapped it up and then he finds the money in the dog's purse. And as the dog leaves... Uh, he thought, I'm going to follow him and just see where he goes. The dog went down the street and he enters an apartment house and climbs to the third floor and begins scratching at a door. And with that, the, the door swings open and an angry man starts, stands there and starts yelling at the dog. And the butcher said, stop. He said, that's the most intelligent animal I've ever seen. Intelligence, says the man, this is the third time this week he's forgotten his key. <laughs> this guy lost sight of all the good things this dog could do. Uh, his focus was on the one thing the dog didn't do. And I think that's kind of like us sometimes. You know, with all our blessings and all that we have going for us, everything that we have to be thankful for, and it seems like when God doesn't answer one little prayer for us, think that, that we think he should, we then convince ourselves that, well, God's failed us again. God must not love, love us. Uh, you know, what did I do wrong that God wouldn't answer my prayers? In spite of all the other prayers that God answers for us. We lose sight of the things that we have to be thankful. Then there's the story of Pam, uh, who worked in downtown Chicago. Every morning she encountered uh, a heavyset middle-aged woman in a shabby coat soliciting for spare change in front of an old brick church. And every morning uh, this lady would greet everyone with a smile and a pleasant uh, good morning. Pam almost always reached into her purse and uh, gave the lady something. 
After almost a year of this routine, however, the woman in the shabby coat disappeared, and Pam wondered what it, whatever happened to her. And then one morning, she was in front of the church again. The lady was still wearing the same shabby coat. And as Pam reached into her purse for the usual donation, the woman stopped her. And she said, thank you for helping me all those days. Uh, you won't see me again here because I've got a job now. And with that, she reached into a bag and handed Pam uh, a wrapped package. She had been standing at her old spot waiting, not for a handout this time, but for the people that she recognized that helped her all these many days so that she could give them each one a donut. This lady was thankful uh, for the many times other people had been there to help her and to reach out and support her, and she was trying to express her thanks in just some small way uh, for the many times other people had helped her. And I thought about those two stories, and I wonder, you know, where do we place ourselves this morning? Which one can we relate to? Um, which person are we? Maybe we have so much going for us. Uh, we've got so many blessings. Uh, but we can only see the one thing that we're lacking. We feel like we're missing one thing, and that's where our focus is. Or, hopefully, we're grateful for all God's blessings to us. Even though we still may have needs, we still may have things in our life that we're praying and asking God for, we still have uh, things that we're praying and asking God to supply, but yet we're grateful for everything that he has given to us. I want to encourage us this morning to be thankful for each one of our blessings that we have today. And I, I, I encourage you, I think, you know, not just once a year, but often throughout the year, we need to sit down and just take, take account of all the things that God has blessed us with. Uh, so many things we overlook, so many simple things that we have in our life that there may be a lot of people that are, uh, deprived of those little blessings that we have. We need to sit down and count and uh, realize that God has been the one behind all that, uh, if nothing else, allowing us to be able to go out and uh, uh, bring those things into our life. We're blessed people. Sometimes we fail to appreciate something until it's taken from us, until we're missing it. I remember being overseas during Thanksgiving when I was in the service. And... Uh, and during that time, all I could think about was what was going on back home, what my family was doing. You know, I could picture them coming in. Uh, we had a big family, and I can remember times gathering together at uh, my mom and dad's house. And I, I think back at those times, and I wonder how in the world did we ever fit in in that small house? Uh, I had uh, there were six of us kids in our family, and we, you know, at that time being married, we'd bring our little ones in and. And we'd be sitting around the table full and in the living room of, with trays. And if it was a nice day out on the porch, you know, we were scattered everywhere. But I remember those times as good times. Um, when I was overseas at the time in Thailand, and I could picture them all sitting around there in the house and around the table eating and having a good time. And I made the mistake uh, of writing home and telling my mom that I missed her her dessert, her fruit in the snow, this strawberry dessert, strawberry jello with pretzels crumbled up and, and a topping on it. And, 
And that was all I could think about when I was over there in Thailand. And, and I made the mistake of telling my mom, boy, I really missed that. Well, she couldn't enjoy her Thanksgiving that year. And, and then when I came home, uh, you know, that was one of the first things she had to prepare for me. And every holiday after that, we always had that fruit in the snow. But um, it was, you know, you, you miss those things when you don't have them anymore. When you have these blessings, different things through the year, uh, it gets old hat sometimes. And, and uh, we maybe don't appreciate these things like we should. But it's easy to forget and not appreciate the blessings that we enjoy every day and just how good we have it. Some of the blessings that we enjoy can easily be taken for granted. Our health. You know, you think about your health. Uh, sometimes you get up, maybe have an ache or a pain, and you just, it, we, you know, it's easy not to appreciate the things you are able to do, the things you're, you know, you're able to accomplish. And uh, just, you know, be, having a long time since you had the last sickness or a cold or anything, uh, we can take good health for granted and not really appreciate it like we should um, some of the blessings we enjoy, being able to attend church. You know, how many of us came in and here this morning and sat down and thought, boy, I'm really glad to be here. Uh, it's been a, you know, been a long week since I was here last, and I'm just glad I was here this morning. Uh, it's a privilege that we can, we can get used to and not really appreciate being able to, to live in a country and have this freedom to be able to come to church and worship with other people that have, are like-minded and, and uh, being able to come and hear the children's story and seeing the kids come up front, enjoy this time of year. It can become old hat with us and we can fail to appreciate just the uh, privilege of coming to church, getting together for Thanksgiving with the family. Uh, you know, it seems like it gets here quicker every year. It's, it's here on you before you know it and and you've got so many plans, so many things you need to accomplish. And, and sometimes if we're not careful, we, we can't enjoy getting together for Thanksgiving because it's interrupted our plans, our busy schedule. But getting together for Thanksgiving, a blessing. Shopping on Black Friday, uh, if you enjoy that, you know. Uh, <laughs> hunting with the family over the holidays, you know, just being able to have the, the time, the free time and the and the privilege of being able to go out and go out and um, have your little girl shoot her first deer. You know? uh, but these are things that we can be thankful for, things that we enjoy. But if we're not careful, they can slip us by and maybe not really appreciate it like we should. Uh, preparing for the Christmas holiday coming up. It's easy to forget, not appreciate all the blessings that we enjoy every day and just how good we have it. I like to say the country that we live in and being able to have these privileges. I want to read from uh, Luke, the 17th chapter this morning. And I know this is a story, a lesson that you've heard before. Luke, the 17th chapter in the 11th verse. It came about while he was on his way to Jerusalem that he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. And he entered a certain village Ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him. They raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and you show yourselves to the priests. And it came about that as they were going, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. 
fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten clans but the nine? Where are they? Was no one found who turned back to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Who were these lepers in, in this story this morning? Who were these lepers? Possibly one of them was maybe a lifer. It one that been in this life as a leper for, for several years now. Maybe one of them was the new leper who was still getting used to being separated from society. He'd only been uh, with this group of lepers for a short while, and he was still um, getting, making adjustments, being a, away from home and, and the things that they would have to deal with, and uh, being in this crowd of lepers, dealing with the physical problems of the disease and dealing with the, the, the mental aspect of it, just all the things he was encountering. What was his morning like uh, that first morning when he had to leave home? Possibly he got up that morning at home and he noticed the discoloration on his skin was a little bit more pronounced and maybe greater than it had been. And he'd been putting off leaving, but slowly he realized that probably today was going to have to be the day when he had to leave home. Today was going to have to be the day that he'd have to leave this world behind. And he goes in and he looks on his wife and knows that Today, there's not going to be any goodbye kiss. Um, he walks and looks in on his little girl still in bed and the little boy, and he realizes that today uh, there won't be any hug for them. Uh, he just can't take the chance of them him spreading the leprosy. So no hugs today as he leaves. He looks around and finds the list of little projects and little jobs that he's been intending to do and realizes that they're probably not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No more planning for vacation this summer. Uh, Not going to be able to get away with the family again. And I think we've all experienced that, you know, when you have to give something up, um, you tend to only remember the good things about it, you know. Uh, Even though there were bad experiences in it, if you have to give it up, you just... Your mind can only go towards the good times that you experienced with that. But this man desperately needed something to hang his hope on this morning. Possibly his mind was drawn to the words of the prophet Habakkuk. In the third chapter, the prophet writes, Though the fig tree does not bud, there's no grapes on the vine. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, Though there are no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will be joyful in God my Savior. As he read those words that morning, I wonder if he still believed those words. If he still believed what he had read time and time again. Would he still be able to go out this day and rejoice in the Lord, would he still be able to go out and be joyful in the God, his Savior? Or maybe the prophet Isaiah, when 
writes, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they'll not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And as his mind went to these scriptures, he may have thought, you know, it's one thing to read these when everything's going well, but it's quite another something else when your world falls apart to look at these scriptures and say, yeah, I can still do that. But leprosy attacks the body and it leaves sores on the body. Sometimes they're missing fingers, missing toes. Uh, they have damaged limbs. Sometimes a loss of sensation in the nerve endings. And it just continually leads to more and more damage to the body. And it says that this disease of leprosy can take 30 years for it to run its course. And in that time span, sometimes an entire limbs just simply fall off the body. People find themselves without an arm or a leg. When I was in Thailand uh, serving there, I, I had a new camera and I took a lot of pictures. Um, we'd go down, down to the downtown and uh, on the streets there, you know, the, the bicycles riding up the streets. It was always busy, busy a lot of traffic, the, the little cars driving around, you know, just a lot of hustle and bustle. And, uh, but along the sidewalk, there would peep, the storekeepers would be, you know, right outside the front of their store selling the, the goods that they had. And, and a lot of times you'd see somebody sitting there and they'd be sitting cross-legged and, and that would be where they would cook their food. And um, when I took those pictures, and then when I got home, um, for a long time it was as if I was still there. I could look at those pictures. I could feel the heat of the day. Uh, and and I, could, I could still smell the smells. It was just a peculiar smell, the smell from the food being cooked and the animals running around, uh, you've smelled a wet dog when he's been outside and comes in the house. And, but all those smells, I, I remembered looking at the pictures and I could still smell those smells on the street corner from the people there. It was just a different peculiar smell that was so foreign to what my home smelled like. Beth Moore, one of her books tells him on occasion she had to be near a modern day leper colony. And something within her, she had always wanted to minister to the people in a leper colony. And her trip overseas had given her that first opportunity to, to be near such a place. And she walked by the entrance of that leper colony three times. She looked in and she saw all the ones in there suffering and she just begged herself for a chance to stop and go inside. But she couldn't. She couldn't. She couldn't go in, and the reason was the smell of all that overwhelmed her. She could not work up the stomach to go inside the colony. She couldn't bear the thought of witnessing for the Lord, but at the same, same of witnessing for the Lord, but at the same time becoming violently ill and sick as she faced the human beings, already acutely aware that they were different. And the trip passed. 
And she was never able to go inside that leper colony. Along with the physical pain of the leper, he also had to deal with the emotional pain that uh, was present. Having had to leave his home and his wife and his children, this was something he was always thinking about and just always dealing with. Uh, uh, it's hard for me to imagine, you know. But then being treated by society as if he wasn't even there, as if he didn't exist, uh, being treated by society as something offensive or an oddity. Sometimes I think it's easy for us to see people with disabilities and treat them in the same way. How many times you you go to the store, the shopping mall, and you see somebody like this, uh, maybe with a physical handicap, and how many times do you not even look at them, not even treat them as if they exist. Uh, you, walk, you walk by them, you don't speak to them. Why? Because they make you uncomfortable. You don't want to have to deal with that. How often in a day did these lepers cry out, unclean, unclean, only to be ignored and never to be acknowledged or noticed? But this day was different for these lepers in the story. When they begged today and called out, there was a man that stopped. Today was different. This man stopped and he looked over at him and he acknowledged him and he listened to their cries and he, he turned towards them and he spoke to them this morning. And he told him, he said, uh, go and show yourselves to the priest. And they stopped and they asked each other, what, what did he say again? He said, go and show yourselves to the priest. Why would he say this? And they, they looked down at themselves and they're still discolored, uh, still missing the fingers or the foot. Why would he tell them this? But then they got to thinking, maybe just maybe there's a chance that the priest could help them. Maybe this was the day that someone could give them help. They didn't get to experience many possibilities for help. Maybe this was it. But in this account of these lepers, there were ten men that encountered Jesus and heard him say the most unusual things. They screamed at him, we want to be well. And Jesus responds, go and show yourselves to the priest. You know, the local priest in that day had duties other than just leading the worship on the Sabbath day. But he was also something of a health official. And if a person was miraculously healed of leprosy, it was up to the priest to inspect that person, to, to check him out and test for uh, the removal of the disease, and then to announce the person healed. And in such cases, the person would have been cleansed, and at that point, it would be fine for that person to go back to their family again. It would be fine to go back to the little girl and be able to pick her up and hold her again. And, and it would be fine to go back and look for work again. If the priest gave him the okay, he would be healed. Jesus says to these lepers, go and show yourselves to the priest. And they look down at their bodies and the, uh, as they begin to leave. And the, the hands of one man are still mangled. Another man looks down at his leg, which still has the filthy rag tied around it at the knee. And 
Another looks at his skin and finds it as repulsive as ever. In other words, all these men were no better off than they had been ten minutes earlier when they first spotted this, this man walking along the road. And yet, all these men headed off in search of the priests. They had a possibility of hope today. And on their way, the scripture says, on the way, they were healed. On their way, a hand reappeared and tingled with life. Uh, on their way, uh, a crutch tripped on a filthy rag as it fell to the ground. And on their way, a leg was restored again and brought back to health, uh, health, uh, good health, uh, whole and complete. The skin cleared up on, and the tiny hairs on a forearm turned from snow white to brown. One man looked at the other and another looked at the rest and they started screaming, you know. And the smiles broke into cheering and a sweet madness. And they raced off in the distance, not believing that the nightmare was finally over. And they ran or they hobbled or drugged their bad leg with just a glimmer of hope. And the scripture says that one man out of the ten came back to Jesus and he thanked him. One man came back and gave praise to God. He was thankful. He was public about it. He was loud. He wasn't shy at all. For all, these, all this time as he was a leper, he, he had to shout out unclean. And today when he came back, he, he was loud one more time. One man came back. Why was he so loud? I say this guy had been forced to yell for as long as he'd had leprosy. Had it been years, he'd probably yelled so long that he didn't know how to come to the Lord quietly that day, or even in a normal voice. And when he came back and fell at the feet of Jesus, he was just louder than the normal person. He was praising God. One man came back and he was thankful. And I know none of us have had to be faced with leprosy. None of us here have had to deal with that kind of a disease. We haven't been ostracized from society like this man in this story. But we've all, every one of us here, have been extremely blessed by God. We've all got numerous blessings to be thankful for. If we sat down and, and each one of us started telling of all the little things that we're We've got to be thankful for all the blessings that we have in our life that maybe other people, uh, even, even in our community or across town, across the state, around the world, many, we have many things that others don't have. We've all been extremely blessed by God. But if, our, if we're not careful, each one of us here, our focus can be on the one thing that we lack. One thing that we've wanted for a while and we haven't achieved it yet. Our focus can be on the one thing maybe that we've prayed to God and as of yet God hadn't supplied that need. Our focus can be on one thing and we can overlook all the many blessings that we have in our life. Not being able to enjoy uh, our blessings. We can be just like the man with the dog. That man's focus on the one thing the dog failed to do, and like not on all the many things that the dog was able to accomplish. Or we can be this morning like the woman who was so appreciative and grateful for all the many handouts she'd received, 
And she went back to say thank you. She went back, she took the time to go back and say thank, thank you, never forgetting what life was like before God answered her prayers. We can be like the one leper this morning that took the time and went back and said thanks. In Psalms 107 and 8, it says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And I think God this morning looks down on us and, and we are a blessed people. And uh, he, I think he gets excited when we say, Thank you, Father, for what you've blessed me with. It's just like us as parents, when our kids, we give them a gift and they come back and say, boy, I'm so glad you gave that to me. It just makes, makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? It makes you feel so, you're so glad that, that you were able to buy, or buy that gift for those children. God loves thankful children this morning just as much as we do. This is his desire for all of us, and that's just to be thankful. And I just want us this morning never to lose sight of all the many things that you have in your life. Never lose sight of the things that you've been privileged to enjoy. The, uh, and again, I, I can't go on, but we've got so many things to be thankful for. Today, let's be the one that takes the time and goes back to, to God and says, Thank you, Father, for what you've blessed me with. Thank you for the gifts you've given me. And maybe maybe you've been deprived of a lot of things, but... I think every one of us here in this great nation can look around and, and find things to be grateful for. And I just encourage you to express your thanks to God and take time time out through the day and sit down and start counting your blessings. You might be really surprised at all the good things you've got in your life. Thank you for your time this morning. Father, I thank you for your goodness, for your blessings. Thank you for this group of people. God, we are a blessed people. Help us each one, Father, to take time to look over the many blessings you've blessed us with. I know there are ones that have needs yet this morning, Father, and burdens in their life, Lord. But help us to take time from our busy schedule and give you a little bit of time just to express our thanks to you. We thank you for answering prayer, Lord, for being with us. Thank you for the privileges we enjoy as a nation, as a group of people in this congregation. Father, we're lacking a pastor, but... Yet we still got many things to be thankful for, your protection and your guidance with us, Lord. We thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your blessings to us. Ask that you bless each one this morning that might have a need, one that might have burdens in their life. But help us, Father, each one to take time and express our thanks to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.